Welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up. I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. Orphe Fano is an executive chef who has previously worked in Paris, France, at numerous well-known bakeries and patisseries, the Park Hyatt Paris Vendôme, as well as Hotel Plaza Athene. Um, today, he is joining us, and he currently works at Sepe Tasting Rooms, as well as Experience Paris, where he makes yummy pastries ranging from chocolate croissants to flavor-filled eclairs. We would like to welcome him to the show, and let's jump into the interview. So, starting out, did you always grow up around food, or have you always known that you wanted to be a pastry chef? So, nobody from my family work in business food. So I'm the first one of the family. Um, I went to be pastry chef since I have nine year old. So um, one day I was say I went to be pastry chef. I have a couple of friends. Then um, the family was working business food. And when I was talking with my friend in the, in the school, like I was listening to so many good things about food. So I said, I, I went to be a pastry chef. I thought it was really cool how he got into pastry chefing at such a young age. Um, and the next I asked him if he had to go through any schooling to get into the food industry. So I've been in three different schools. I've been in the hospitality school of uh, hospitality and culinary school of Paris. I have a double graduation. Uh, one in uh, pastries, like pâtisserie, uh, basic pâtisserie, and one in complementary of uh, platine dessert. For uh, where I have also a training in the Star Michelin uh, restaurant, and I have a training in another school about like viennoiserie, all the part of croissant, pain au chocolat, all, all the all the, ba- the baking part, more a complementary of bread. How long does that training typically last? Is it like a few years? So me in total, I did uh, four years, four years of uh, five years. Five years. Five years for, uh, for graduation. But you can also do some graduation in two years or in one year. Depends. <laughs> what was your experience being a pastry chef in Paris like? So in Paris, I was not a pastry chef, um, but I was working in very uh, uh, huge um, uh, establishments, uh, mostly palace, luxury hotel, and uh, Michelin star restaurant. It was totally different than in the US. Uh, I mean, the, the level of the staff is more high in France because it's a lot of training and it's a lot of culinary school. So it's more easy to find staff and have a, a team uh, with more experience. Uh, and it's really easy to find the product, the good quality product like chocolate, sugar. Uh, all the ingredients, it's more easy to find in France than in, in Paris than in uh, Washington or in America. I love how he remarks that Paris, it's easier to get higher quality ingredients than America. What do you think about that, Chloe, since you went to Paris over winter break? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the Parisian food culture is really rich, and they're more focused on, you know, the quality of food and less so, like, the portion size and, like, big food chains, for example. You don't see much of that in Paris, but you do see, like, Five Guys McDonald's. KFC, everywhere. fast food chains, like big food chains everywhere. That is very true. Love that. Um, let's continue with the interview. Are there any similarities in Paris and the U.S.? About the walk? Yeah. Uh, yes, the passion for work when you find the right people in your team and people are passionate. It's the same than you are in France or in Taiwan or in Dubai or in the U.S. It's the same. So... When you have the passion, it's everywhere in the world. 
That is very true. Um, what made you decide to come to the U.S. to continue your career here? I never expected to come in the U.S. It was really an opportunity. I was working one day in, the, in, in my work on my the, the art chef, the executive chef of the establishment come to me and say, do you want to go in California? Um, I say, yes, why not? Of course, I'm not joking. And in the end of the, the end of my day, I'm come back to see the corporate chef in the office and I say, chef, uh, you are joking or, <laughs> or not? And he tell me, no, I know a friend and uh, plan to open a bakery uh, in the Bay Area in California. I'm looking for uh, a young pastry chef uh, for managing the operation. And I say, okay, why not? Let's go. And I meet this, uh, this person uh, one or two weeks after in Paris. This person was traveling from California to Paris just for the interview with me. And it was a good match and a good, uh, good connection. And we decided to work together. And this is what I have in California, where I stayed three years. We opened three locations, three places. And after that, the owner of Esperance Paris asked me to come uh, in Washington. So very like in the moment. Yes, in the moment. Huge leap from uh, you know doing your normal daily life in Paris and then just moving everything to California. Yeah, it's take between the day that I listen about California to the day I'm in California. Uh, it was pretty short, six weeks. So it was pretty short, and I was extremely, extremely happy, extremely exciting. You know, by a new challenge, uh, learning a new culture, working with different people. I was really happy about this, and I'm still be happy uh, eight years uh, after. <laughs> How did your family and friends react to that news? Uh, everyone was expecting that I left only for one year. Um, it's eight years now. Wow. Yeah, I'm not give up easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, here at Lake uh, what is your favorite like food to make here? My favorite food to make? Uh, I love I love uh, to make the croissants. If we talk about something special, the croissant. Uh, on about the pâtisserie, the pastries, uh, I love the fraisier, the strawberry cake. It's my favorite cake to eat and to make. But right now, it's not the season of uh, strawberry, so we don't have it in the menu. We'll be back in uh, June, July. What do you think is like the hardest of the job? The most part challenging the, part of, yeah, the, part of the job? The job? Mm-hmm. Management. Finding the right people for working in the team, which passion on... Uh, People stay focused on people are going to coming, working one or two years in business food or not in Microsoft or not working in tech, but working in culinary uh, business. And this it's very hard. It's the most challenging part. Right now we have two positions available in the kitchen and we don't find. We don't find people which uh, passion. Most of people want to work in finance or in tech or uh, but not that many in the in the business food. On it's in business food course it's not the same level than in tech but you can make a lot a lot of money uh, not everyone but you can still be a lot a lot of success in business food so it's a stereotype to say then uh, in business food you our other job you cannot be a success i completely agree how people are more gravitating towards the tech business and the tech industry over food business especially after covid since covid has impacted like restaurants and that business a lot Yeah, I mean, like, especially since we live in a super fast-paced society today, I feel like tech and, you know, Microsoft, Google, all those big-name tech companies are just dominating, like, our generation because that's what 
most people want to do today. But I have a fun fact. People in DACA, there's DACA is like a business competition thing for high schoolers, and people are doing food business category. So maybe they'll get they'll get some workers from career people from them. It's great. <laughs> okay, let's continue with this wonderful interview. Especially with COVID yes. these past couple years. How has COVID impacted the experience? Challenging. <laughs> Very challenging. We never closed. We didn't close a single day. We was open during all the COVID. All, all, all the time. Uh, open. I was, the, I was leaving my house. I'm taking my card. I was the only one in the highway. I was in Barcelona. was nobody. And we was open. We always stay open for the customer, for the community. It was really something important. Uh, Challenging, but we we pass through. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um, can you kind of walk us through your daily life as a pastry chef? Like, what time do you wake up at? What do you do typically? So it's depends. It's depends of the day. Uh, it's depends of the month. In December, it's my busy month. So mostly like uh, December, it's only one day for me. It's like first December to the end of December. It's I'm work every day and it's. Uh, a lot of projects. I also manage other locations. So we have also Bayview, we have also Isaqua. So I'm all between all the different kitchens. So take me uh, time. Um, but right now we are in January and it's pretty slow. So for example, today I have at uh, 6 a.m. And I was looking all the production from my team, all the production of baking, of viennoiserie, of pâtisserie, looking the special order, looking the email, looking the sales from the weekend. Um, ordering with supplier, uh, couple meeting in Bayview with my team. Uh, mostly my day, 80% was not in the kitchen. And tomorrow, I'm mostly in the kitchen all day, uh, developing uh, some new cake for uh, March. Do you prefer like the business aspect of the company, or do you enjoy baking? It's a good question, and it's many many times I think about this, and I love but. Uh, definitely a business person for me it's extremely important uh, this part it depends it depends I wouldn't say 50-50 but for me uh, I cannot imagine to work in kitchen if I don't know the business part and I cannot imagine being in the business part if I don't know what happened in the kitchen so I love uh, the, the job of corporate chef in a startup like this it's you are always between and it's very interesting yeah it's definitely important to have like that balance yes um, you mentioned that you were going to like produce new recipes and like, pastries for March. What does your creative process usually look like when you're developing these new recipes? So I'm listening a lot to the customer. Um, um, many customers come to me and say, oh, why we don't have a cake with uh, coffee or with uh, coconut or with... And I'm always listening to the, the feedback and then come back the most uh, frequently. So for example, right now we have, we have a couple of feedback about coconut. You don't know nothing with coconut. So I decided to creating a new cake of coconut. So it will be coconut, mango, exotic, and green tea. And from this, when I have the base of the test, I always play with the texture. So always something soft, always something crispy, always a glaze. I balance also the level of sugar inside. So I start from this base. And after I do a test, I share with the team, I send the feedback, we are just it's mostly like this, then we create a, then I create a cake. Um, but it's not me, it's we, you know, it's all uh, together, it's not. With not my team, I can do anything, you know, we, we, we are a team. Yeah, working together is definitely crucial when it 
creating new things yeah. that you've never heard of before. On listening to feedback, it's like extremely important to listen to the feedback of the people that will make every day. If I'm not there, it's the team will need to love what we do, you know? Well, if you ever need case testers, you can <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like taste testing, when you're surrounded by all these delicious foods, uh, how do you like balance like eating healthy and also like eating and also like treating yourself to like sweets? So me, until uh, right now, I'm pretty lucky because uh, I don't have the morphology Then, if I eat a lot, uh, cake, I start to be um, heavy. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky about this point. Uh, I have, for example, my brother, then if he eats like uh, the same amount of sugar of me, he will be definitely uh, feeling more heavy. Um, everything is a good balance, you know. So every day I try my product. Let's say we did not eat one croissant, one chocolate, one uh, uh, cut, I take a little part of each and it's enough, you know. So you need to do the part between uh, what is important to try for the test and what is important to when you eat for the pleasure. So I don't think I, I cake for myself every day, you know. So it's a different a balance. Do you usually have like pastries for breakfast? Pastries, yeah. Croissants, one croissant and one chocolate croissant uh, for chocolate every day. Uh, in the morning, except when I'm at home, uh, where I eat brioche. <laughs> Orfi previously mentioned how there were three locations of the bakery, and we then go on to ask him how they work together. So this is something really important. We produce all the pâtisserie and the viennoiserie in this location. So in the morning, we deliver by truck. Uh, we do two delivery, one at six and one at 10. It's really important to track in the product, to be sure that the product then leave the kitchen are in the cell in the end of the day, then nobody take home, then the, all the cell is in the POS. And of course, then we don't overproduce because we trash the product in the end of the day. We cannot uh, keep for the next day, it's fresh product. So that's it's really important to tracking. And it's more challenging. More you have location, more it's challenging. Yeah, what do you do when you have like extra products that weren't in the day? What do you do with them? So if it's a croissant pan chocolat, we keep and we recycle which other uh, product. Pastries, we trash. So we can sometimes share with the staff. We try to calculate, but we trash. All the pastries in the store are fresh, only one day. Uh, yes, yeah, so we try to have the right yeah. number and not uh, Yeah, it's really hard because they're not, they don't last for that many days. Um, yeah. Especially so after sitting out. So it's important to have the forecast, to looking at uh, the waiter outside, to looking if it would be vocation, no vocation, if the school is open, not open, if it's a holiday, uh, to analyze really before doing the production. So we try to do the forecast every week, but take a lot of time. And it's hard to know if next week, next Wednesday, a manning customer will show up in his aqua location uh, for buying a croissant. It's, we can expect, but it's hard to know, you know. It's different, uh, but in summer, most of the people are not there, uh, traveling or in, uh, in vocation. Um, the busy month is uh, December, it's the busy, busy month. On uh, July, it's a busy month too. So it's variable, but July, on July, I don't know, it's the end of the school, it's the people enjoy, people go out, people, uh, it's the 4th July, it's, uh, it's 
summer in Seattle, it's pretty people went to be outside on picnic, take sandwich. Do you have any like goals for this upcoming year for Experience Family? Goal? Yeah, goals. Uh, yes, we have. Uh, so opening more location. That's it, something that we want. Always keeping the quality. We want to keep a premium quality. We don't want to grow if we lose the quality. It's not something that we are uh, testing about this. Um, on learning, developing new recipes, learning new techniques, surprising the customer. Um, it's, it's the goal. And that wraps up our interview with Orphe. A huge thank you to him for taking the time out of his day to have an interview with us. We had such a fun time learning about behind the scenes of what it takes to be a pastry chef as long as like the behind the scenes of Experience Paris. You can download Eating Adventures on all your favorite podcast platforms like Amazon Music, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And you can also listen to us live on Wednesdays at noon here on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.